Where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. God has given us unlimited treasures in his word. Every time we open it, we can discover a new treasure or admire an old one. What will we find today? Let's dig in. Here's Carla Early with Treasure Hunt in the Word. I've always been rather sensitive. One negative word from someone and I quietly recede into my shell, and it takes some courage to come out again. Criticism is hard for me to take. Downright hostility makes me run for shelter. Knowing this, God gave me a very gentle father and an equally gentle husband. When I get upset, my husband can tell me, Honey, you're being irrational, and I calm down. If I do something that bothers him, he finds a gentle way to tell me about it. Most of us respond better to gentleness than harsh words and actions. We tend to steer clear of critical, abrasive people, even if we have a thick skin. They're not pleasant to be around. So it's a good thing to have a gentle, loving God. I saw that especially in how God dealt with Elijah in 1 Kings 19. They'd just won the battle against the 450 prophets of Baal on Mount Carmel. But when Queen Jezebel threatened Elijah, he felt alone and ran for his life. He forgot how big and powerful God is. Off he fled into the wilderness, sat under a tree, and prayed to die. We might want to slap Elijah upside the head and say, You have got to be kidding. Don't you remember how God sent a bird to feed you at Cherith? Then when the water dried up in the brook, don't you remember how God sent you to an enemy territory and miraculously provided for you and the widow with an endless supply of flour and oil? Don't you remember how God raised the widow's son from the dead? Don't you remember how God just used you to overcome 450 prophets of Baal and change the people's heart by that miraculous display of fire from heaven? How can you forget the power of God and be scared of one insignificant person who threatens you? Isn't your God bigger? Doesn't he love and care for you? But God didn't say any of that. He didn't accuse Elijah or even rebuke him. He let Elijah sleep. God knows that we have physical, mental, and emotional limits. After all, he made us with those limits. Sometimes when we've reached our limit, our gracious God gives us sleep. Then, in the morning, things just don't seem so bad. We can think more rationally, have a better attitude, or just have more strength to face a situation. God also sent Elijah an angel to feed him. Twice the angel woke him and told him to eat the food prepared for him. After he ate the second time, the Lord led him miraculously forty days and forty nights on a journey to Mount Horeb, also called Mount Sinai, the mountain of God. You probably remember what happened previously on Mount Sinai. God met with Moses and gave him the law. When he was settled there, God gently asked a question. What are you doing here, Elijah? He let Elijah vent. I've been very zealous for the Lord God of hosts, for the children of Israel have forgotten your covenant, tore down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left, and they seek to take my life. That didn't exactly answer the question, did it? Nor was it exactly accurate. Elijah knew Obadiah had hidden a hundred prophets. He just 
felt alone. And he was completely self-focused instead of God-focused. When we get like that, our thoughts spiral downward really quickly, don't they? But God let Elijah vent. Then he did something to change Elijah's perspective. I love these verses. Verse 11 and 12. It says, Then he said, Go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by, and a great and strong wind tore into the mountains and broke the rocks to pieces before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. And after the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after a fire, a still small voice. That still small voice asked the same question. Elijah gave the same answer. But this time, God responded with instructions. He gently let Elijah know that he was not done with him yet. Nope, I'm not letting you wallow here in self-pity. I've got work for you to do. One of these tasks was to anoint Elisha as his successor. He would have a friend and mentee. Having a companion can change anyone's perspective. As an addendum, the Lord added, By the way, I have 7,000 people in Israel who have not bowed to Baal. You are not alone. What a gentle God we serve, and we're never alone when we're following Him. How have you seen God's gentleness in your life? How has that made a difference? You can contact us at treasurehuntintheword at gmail.com. We'd love to hear the treasures God has given you through His Word. You can listen to other episodes at our website, which you can find in the description below. Thanks for listening, and remember, where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. Thank you.